Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Phenomenal time at Topgolf. Thanks to them and everyone that came out here in Austin. Uh, just phenomenal time. And and uh, everyone was uh, grateful. And I'm more grateful that everyone would support our cause and the great work that the Boys and Girls Clubs of Austin and, and all across the, the country, uh, that the, the work that they do. So, uh, man, another successful event, 15 years, 15 down, and, and uh, it was a blast. I had, I had a, just a grand old time. This is by far your longest commitment. There's no doubt about it. This 15-year Brian Jones <laughs> golf classic. I mean, you, you know what? CBS Sports uh, on, the, on the cable side, uh, they're, they're second. You're right. Other than other than the, the Boys and Girls Club, this is my longest commitment. Good way to put it. <laughs> Did a lot of people talk about Ezekiel Elliott around you yesterday, knowing I, your Cowboy fandom? No, and being in Austin, most of it was, as you might imagine, about the long Right, runs. of course. Uh, that was the... Uh, uh, the ton of it, and I was trying to uh, lever- leverage my knowledge and my uh, employment by forcing them to pay me for that inside information, <laughs> or, or at least my my uh, take on the the, the situation. It, it was cool. Uh, yeah, everyone wanted to know about my thoughts uh, and give them a number as far as wins for Tom Herman and his first year at the helm here. So uh, it was more that than, than Cowboys. But, of course, this is Texas, and, and that's – from a pro standpoint, it's going to be on everyone's mind. And Houston Texans, you matter, but they still don't matter as much as the Cowboys. No, and the Cowboys being the high-profile team that they are, are always going to grab the headlines. And now when you have, excuse me, Ezekiel Elliott and domestic violence and a fight happening between the NFL and the Players Association, it's it's going to dominate uh, much like we saw uh, with Deflategate Uh, And Tom Brady, when you have a central figure, you've got the NFL involved, the NFL Players Association. We're going to see headlines seemingly every day. And it started yesterday with some leaking of information. It was Charles Robinson, I believe, is the name, the guy who works for Yahoo Sports, where they got a a look at a 160-page report that was prepared by NFL investigators And the juicy thing in this 160-page report was a text message exchange between Tiffany Thompson, the alleged victim, and one of her friends. Now, Mm. we are going to reenact the text exchange. (laughs) I will be uh, the friend... And oh, really? Yeah. And then you could be Tiffany Thompson. We We have to give the friend a name. Um... You know, I don't. Her name is left out of this whole thing. I understand. I said we have to give her a name. Uh, we we got to come up with something. You just can't be the friend. That's just not fair. I'm out there. Okay. My um, name's out there. Come on. Rachel. Uh, oh, what? Rachel. I don't know. I just thought of a generic All right, name. Uh, let's go with. Uh, hmm. 
Marissa. Marissa. Okay. All, All right. right. Very good. I will be uh, Marissa. You could be uh, Tiffany Thompson. Tiffany. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, you're, Tiffany. You're, you're, you're Tiffany. All right. Uh, uh, go, uh, go ahead and, and why don't you start? Hmm. Marissa, what if I sold mine in Ezekiel's sex videos? We'd all be millionaires. We, we could. could oh, I'm sorry. That's my line. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> we could blackmail him with that. I want to, bro. Let's do it. You scared? Damn. <laughs> I'd be like, look, give me 10K or I'll just sell our sex videos for the same amount flat. Me and my friends trying to go on vacation and get boob jobs. 10K, bitch. I want 20K. Go big or you go home. That's fine, too. Like what? <laughs> so this is the text message exchange if you haven't read it. Tiffany. Wait, wait, wait. Girls, girls refer to themselves as bros, too. I guess this so. This damn black hip-hop culture, man. Yeah. What is it doing to us? It's, it's corrupting everybody. <laughs> All right, so the the obvious thing that I feel like I still have to say is that just because there was a blackmail conversation that happened and also a website that Tiffany Thompson had registered where it was something along the lines of EzekielSexVideos.com that she didn't end up putting the stuff up there, but just because that is there does not mean that Ezekiel Elliott did not commit domestic violence against Tiffany Thompson. They, they're different things. They're different issues. It does, though, add to the NFLPA side, the Ezekiel Elliott camp, in trying to say that the intentions of Tiffany Thompson in reporting these incidents, you have to call into question a little bit because of prior behavior. And I don't think that either one of us have said definitively I know we haven't, actually. We said definitively that we know what happened. But this is an issue of, does the NFL have enough to suspend a guy for six damn games? And this is another example of credibility with the person that they based this suspension on that you got to scratch your head a little bit. And no, I don't think it's victim shaming. I just think that it's facts. I think there's a big difference between that. This is a part of their report. They need to know that this was a part of the report. Now it's public, and when people say it's victim shaming, I don't think that that's what this is. This is just part of uh, the whole story that you know people want to know. This is part of the puzzle, and you are correct. You, you preface your statements correctly. This does not. This does not eliminate the aspect or the alleged crime here. It does not eliminate the, the fact that uh, domestic abuse could have still occurred here, but it does give us another huge piece to the puzzle, and it adds to the mindset of the, the alleged victim. And and this is part of discovery. Uh, it, why wouldn't the representative, the the, the person has been, who has been accused in this situation, why wouldn't they want all the evidence out there? But the main evidence that needs to come out it's been clearly established between this text message these text messages and the comments about ruining ezekiel Elliott's career that's been established that this young woman was not in a good place but 
how now does Ezekiel and his team prove that he did not place his hands on the woman? That's the big question that needs to be answered. But this is a huge piece to the puzzle as to why you can now challenge the credibility of the alleged victim. And no one's going to be able to prove it one way or another 100%. And, and that's why I don't think you're going to see a reduction of this particular suspension. And when we saw the reduction of the Greg Hardy suspension, the Ben Roethlisberger suspension, it was because those guys said, okay, you're right, I was a bad person, and I'm going to change, and I'm going to do this, this, and this. Where you have Ezekiel Elliott here, who is steadfast, and, and all his lawyers in the NFLPA say, he didn't do anything wrong. So the NFL is only going to cut you a break if you decide to go in lockstep with them. So they're not going to like this big fight, just like they didn't like the fight with Tom Brady. And this six games is going to hold up because the personal conduct policy, which they referenced in the letter to Ezekiel Elliott, means that if Roger Goodell doesn't like the way you sneeze, if they, if he doesn't like the way you, you blow your nose, that you can be suspended, and that's going to hold up in the courts. True, and, and you may not have committed a crime here, but in our eyes, you violated a personal conduct policy, so we're going to charge you as such and, and, and sit you. And, and, and now for the, the NFL to come out, and essentially they're speaking for the owners, uh, and, and, and say that the NFLPA, in their defense of one of their union members, is smearing the victim when all they're doing is putting out the information that you were able to uh, unearth. Uh, so how is that smearing the victim? If your investigators were able to elicit this this information from their in- investigations, how is that smearing the victim? You chose not to put it out there. Now this adds to the the, the validity of the uh, the Ezekiel Elliott team, which was saying that the league cherry picked information. They didn't give you the whole picture. There are things here now that tug at the credibility of those who accuse our client. Yeah, there's no doubt. And this is probably not the only leak that we're going to see from that 160-page report. This isn't going to be the last story that we hear because the the fight is on at this point. And the only thing that I believe that will be good coming out of this for Ezekiel Elliott is maybe some PR. He might be able to change the minds of some fans that would be on his side with some information that gets out there because the NFL, I truly believe, is not going to budge on this. They are not going to say, we were wrong. We don't believe that you hurt this woman. Uh, We don't believe you were involved in an incident in the days that we initially thought you were. Our bad. We're going to reduce the suspension. That will not happen. Uh, But I still think if you're Ezekiel Elliott and the people that are around him, you still have to do this. You still, if you truly believe that you are innocent and there was no wrongdoing here, you have to do this. You can't just lay down and and take a six-game suspension without trying to save your name a little bit. Yeah, that's what it's about. You, you're trying to save uh, your name. You, you're, you're trying to save your brand. That's what you're trying to do. You don't want to be labeled with the uh, tag, especially if it's not uh, it's unwarranted. The, the tag of being a domestic abuser that, that's that's a death knell for your uh, pretty much for your brand. So uh, why wouldn't he fight it tooth and nail and and share all the information? 
any and everything that's pertinent to the case that can help clear your name and your rep. So uh, I, I think it, this fight has just begun, and, and if <laughs> now you have the PA uh, and, the, and the NFL going at it and, and questioning each each other's their uh, credibility. So th- this this fight has just begun, and, and I, I think uh, we're, we're going to be here for a while. Yeah, probably, and it's it, we've seen that these things drag on for a long time. Uh, I just, I, I really don't think that it's going to end well for Ezekiel Elliott. And reading all the documents that have been provided to us through the media, it, it does seem like the NFL made this decision. The, the information that they had was basically the uh, accuser, the uh, Tiffany Thompson, you know, saying that this happened, Ezekiel Elliott saying that it didn't happen, and then they made the decision to believe Tiffany Thompson because on the days that she had the bruises, those were days that she hung out with Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, that's basically what it came down to. That's why they made the decision is because the timeline happened to have Ezekiel Elliott around Tiffany Thompson when she got the bruises, and then they said, okay, then we're going to believe her and not him. Right, right. and and you've had the Elliott camp state that anytime he was at that apartment in those days that on those days are in question, he always had someone else there. So who was that witness and why haven't they come forth, uh, come forward? And maybe they have. Uh, and, but that witness could now, uh, share a lot and, 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 and help us better understand what actually occurred. So it's not just if we are to believe Elliot's camp, just, uh, he said, she said, but apparently there was someone else on those dates in question, uh, that was there with Ezekiel Elliott. I do believe it's very important when someone accuses another person of sexual assault that you have to believe that accuser and operate under the assumption that something might have happened and go into that investigation uh, not dismissing somebody because I've seen too much of that. There was that documentary I talked about about college campuses and how much of these things were swept under the rug because they didn't want bad press for their football team or their university. And there were so many girls that went to college dreaming big and then had a horrible thing happen to them and then nobody believed them. And that's the worst thing ever. So going into an investigation, assuming that we can't not to assume, but going into an investigation, not thinking someone is a liar is, is the thing that you have to do. But now that we've seen 13 months of stuff and there's not one but there's three or four things that say, man, Tiffany Thompson was really out to get Ezekiel Elliott. It's okay to change your mind with that. And it's, it's, it's certainly not saying that you know, she's a liar, it absolutely didn't happen, um, or saying all these things about her. It's just the, this is the story right here. These are facts in this right. story, and it makes you think a certain way, and it's okay to do that because there's been 13 months of an investigation. Correct, and and that the fact that she had ill will in her heart to somehow derail this young man's career because he wanted to break up with it that that's credible evidence that we have now been able to unearth and 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 we should discuss that and, and that does uh, lend itself to to uh, her, her lack of credibility, but uh, as we both have now stated. Until we can come to the get to the bottom of how these bruises or how injuries she sustained, how those came about, we're going to be here. Uh, that's going to be able. That would be able to to end all the speculation once we find out how those injuries were incurred. 
and I know I sound like a broken record with this, but I want to keep reiterating. We are not talking about whether or not Ezekiel Elliott did this or not. We are not saying that he didn't do it. We don't know. What we're talking about is, is there enough there for the NFL to suspend a guy for six games? That is the issue, because we're never going to know the truth about what happened between these two. There's, it's never, unless one of them comes out definitively and changes their story, whether it's Tiffany Thompson or Ezekiel Elliott, and they say, you know what, this entire time I've been lying. Unless that happens, we're never going to know, and I wouldn't count on that happening. No, I, I agree. Eight five five. We're we're far down the road. So if now if she turns around and and uh, mends uh, what she's been telling us all along, uh, I, I don't see that happening. But that's the only way we get to the bottom of it as well. Or if or if he does it, and there's no way he's right. doing it with the way yeah. that him and his camp are are fighting all of this. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Your thoughts on the latest with the Ezekiel Elliott suspension and the text messages with the blackmail about sex videos. Wow, what a tease this, this is. I mean, is this what not the, about, the worst call to action I've ever done in my life here? Yeah, call us with your thoughts on sex video yeah. blackmail. Have you, have you oh, my a goodness. Sex right. To get back at your ex-lover. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's a serious matter. We would like to get your thoughts on yes. it at 855 I did CBS. consider it, G. I did, man, but back way back then we just had Polaroid, so you know it wouldn't have worked like it does today. Wait, you considered revenge porn at I'm some point? Joking. Oh, of course oh not. Okay. come on! Now that I'm got joking. me excited there. I was like, wow! Oh, look at this. oh, whoa, whoa! No, not excited in that oh, way. I no, oh, creepy. No, Why not does that. Get you excited in any kind of way? Oh, because well, okay, I understand one way, but no, no, no. I mean, not not in that way. It's just like, wow, Brian Jones has a story about how he was <laughs> used revenge porn. I mean that. That's great for the show. That's Revenge what, porn. Yeah. <laughs> That's great for the show. Oh, it's a terrible. Gr- no, no, it's it's great for the show. I could listen no to it should. on my way home. Right. right. <laughs> yep. See? Porn. Yeah. We also wow. have the story about this new Atlanta Falcon stadium and mm-hmm. a, a big mistake that was made inside of that stadium. A Brad Heller update, I believe he's back. And plenty more. Just getting started. Keep it right here. Give us a call right now. 855-212-4CBS. Like last night, was out on the water a little bit, and this is the first song that I play when we start moving. You know, it's just mm. the... It's just I perfect. See you now. Yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> it's just the best, man. I That's tell you. This is music. It yes. is. It's the happy place music. I mean, even at 625 Eastern Time, when we're talking about Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott and... All this nonsense with Brad Heller to my left. I'm dancing and smiling. Right, Brad? Yeah, Brad. Brad yeah. So happy. Oh, making me smile. And you know how hard that is for me to do in the morning. So yeah. phony. <laughs> yeah, you are Les Miserables. But, <laughs> but I own it, though. I do own it. <laughs> That's very true. Yes, you do. Yes. Uh, Brad makes me feel better about being miserable myself. Because when I see ah. him, I'm like, wow, all right. I'm not the only one here. This this is cool. oh, my love could my life could suck much worse than it does. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> oh my no, 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 no. Brad, uh, Brad said, you know, Thursdays are the worst, man, because you wake up on Thursday and you're like, I got two more days of this. <laughs> THC. <laughs> I was like, you know what? You got a point, dude. You really do. 
you really, you really bring the the misery in the morning. It's Dude, we treat Thursday like it's Friday, and because you know you're gonna make it through Friday on adrenaline alone, because it's Friday, so you treat Thursday like a Friday. See, Start I, the weekend. I know Come you on. can do that. I have a tough time doing that. I was telling Brad my counter to his Thursday thing was Fridays are tough. I'm dead tired on Fridays. Like if I want to do anything socially. On uh-huh. Friday night, I got to make sure that I sleep. Brad said the same thing. It's just tough, man. Like getting oh, up on, wow. on yes. Friday, so I can't I have that different. mentality of the because you're you go out on Thursdays. You're all. I mean, it's the start of the weekend for you. <laughs> You've got all sorts of uh, energy and uh, vigor. Um, we do not. It's adrenaline, man. Adrenaline. It's adrenaline on Thursday. Get to get to Thursday. I'm good. All right, Brad. Let's uh, hear what you got in the sports update. Nice upbeat lead-in. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, right. <laughs> Gosh darn it, Brad. Get to your update, please. Well, I'll tell you who's upbeat are the Dodgers and their Dodger and the Dodger fans, guys. They might not lose again. Down two runs in the bottom of the ninth. At home, they scored three times. Capped by Yasiel Puig's walk-off. Two-run double to beat the White Sox 5-4. to four. It's their major league-leading 10th walk-off win this season. Logan Forsythe started the rally with an RBI double. You know, I, I've seen some some great teams, and it's uh, it's always surprising, you know, how they just find ways to win. And uh, we're, we're doing that this year. And it's not, um, I think it's just from the talent that's in this room and just kind of the mindset that uh, the preparation from, you know, up top down. The Dodgers are 51 games over 500. Now at Fenway Park, the same exact scenario. The home team down 4-2, bottom of the ninth, before rallying. For three runs, Mookie Betts, the walk-off two-run double. John Farrell's Red Sox edge the Cardinals 5-4. This team is so resilient. Uh, we, we continue to grind away, find a way to get on base, work a walk. The Red Sox are still four and a half games up on the Yankees who beat the Mets for the third night in a row, 5-3. to three. Aaron Judge going where very few players go. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Oh, did he hit a rocket. And... Ioannis Cespedes in left field did not move a muscle. Yeah, because the ball traveled 457 (laughs) feet. I was watching this at a bar with a friend. Guy goes to me, give me odds. Judge hits a home run in this at bat. And I I said, even money. Because, I mean, he's either going to hit a home run or he's going to strike out. So I say, say, even money. Next pitch, boom. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Good thing I didn't say 10 to 1 at that point because then I would have been out a lot of money. Now, now, I'm correct, guys. Usually the pitchers, uh, there's a... They are a lot of angst when an outfielder doesn't even turn or move uh, when a home run's hitting like that, uh, hitting like that, hit like that, uh, if I can speak English. But usually they don't like that when their outfielders yeah, uh, do that. But that was just so – I mean, that home run was – the second that it hit the bat was just so far. I've never seen a regular season home run. I think with the home run derby was there, you'd see balls hit all over the place. But I've never seen a ball hit that far at City Field, up in that upper deck like that. I've never seen anything like that. And when the players so react so, like that, yeah, yeah. CC Sabathia is like, right. you know, like like a kid on Christmas watching right. that thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, Gazelman. So he gets a pass because I it was think so. such, I mean, a, such a shot. I gotcha. mean, it's, it's Robert Gazelman, too. I mean, Cespedes means a lot more to that. I mean, not to knock Robert Gazelman, but, I mean, come on. You just gave up a 500-foot home run. <laughs> Suck it up, will you? <laughs> oh, did he hit a rocket? <laughs> yeah, John Sterling had the call there, WFN in New York. Uh, Judge did strike out for the 33rd straight game, though. That is a new Major League record for one season. No home runs for Giancarlo Stanton. His streak ending at six games in a row. Marlins still beat the Giants 
eight to one. Trevor Story hit two homers, drove in six. Rockies crushed the Braves seventeen to two. Cubs beat the Reds seven to six. They're leading the Central. Still a game and a half on the Brewers, who beat the Pirates by that same seven to six score. From the NFL, the Browns are going to start Brock Osweiler in their second preseason game Monday against the Giants. Deshaun Kaiser, the rookie, will be the backup. And nine days away now from Mayweather McGregor, the two fighters will now wear eight ounce gloves instead of the usual. Mandatory 10 ounces. Guys. All right, Brad, thanks. So the Atlanta Falcons have this new stadium, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and it basically looks like a metallic artichoke. It is really <laughs> insane the way that yes. the the roof opens up. And inside of this stadium, they've got a Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A is some of the most delicious stuff there is. There's just no doubt about oh. it. I, I, yes, I, miss, I miss the fact that, I mean, they were all over Pittsburgh and we don't have – there's like one that's 20 miles away from where I live now, and apparently there's lines out the door constantly at that one. So I haven't had it in a long time, and I miss it, and it's great. Uh, however, you know, <laughs> this just doesn't make any sense to me. Now, I understand people have different beliefs and different things they stand by, and you respect these beliefs, but when it comes to money – you got to think twice about a couple of things. So <laughs> inside this stadium, as I mentioned, there is a freestanding Chick-fil-A, and they will not be open on Sundays in the Falcon Stadium. So most of the team's games, home games, will not have that Chick-fil-A open where they could be making money hand over fist because of their policy you know, respecting the day of the Sabbath, and we know the Chick-fil-A politics and the religion and all of that. But, I mean, come on, you can't put a Chick-fil-A <laughs> inside an NFL stadium if you're not going to be open on Sundays. They'll still make money with Thursday night games and concerts and stuff, but still, that's your bread and butter to home NFL games. You, you would think, right? And they'll have SEC championship, of course, on, on a Saturday and, and other college games. Uh, Alabama and Florida State are right there to start the season off as well. But, yeah, that, that's interesting. Your NFL games, no Chick-fil-A, and, and that's when you know the stadium's going to be packed with a good Falcons team now uh, at play. Uh, so, But they stay strong and, and hold true to uh, to their their, their uh, beliefs, and, and that's why it's not happening. I guess they've been doing this since 1946 when the company started. Yeah, I understand, but this is different. You put it inside an it's NFL no stadium. It's man. Put it in. They have, in. A, yep. they, have they, they stay true to their beliefs, uh, their faith. Put a bunch of atheists in there to work on that one, at least. I mean, that's, that's what you do. They're saying they have enough money. They're oh, right. no, you, you, you never have enough. You be greedy, will you? Don't stand by your religious beliefs when it comes to money. What are you guys, nuts? Uh, there's seven out of the eight home games, which is interesting. You think a team that went to the Super Bowl last year uh, would have more than one primetime game uh, in their home stadium. But, yes, yeah, seven out of eight. Well, maybe one of those Sunday night ones. It could be a Sunday night game. But, I mean, right. it is. A seven... But no Monday night game. No. And, and, no. and uh, the, the you have the preseason Thursday and then a later uh, December game that's on a Thursday. That's uh, it. You know how frustrating that's going to be for people when they're at that game? And that Chick-fil-A's all over Atlanta. I'm sure they will, will have the... had their fix by uh, then. Man, I can't believe you're taking their side on this. All you want to do is it's a, it's a blowout. You're looking around. What can we eat? Oh, Chick-fil-A's closed. 
There's all, I mean, there's 80,000 people in here and the Chick-fil-A is closed. There, there would be no shortage of good food in there. When we go for the SEC championship, uh, there's always great grub. So I'm going to come this year. I'm going to go down there with come you. Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. I'm going to do it. And what? It's that's going to be uh, what day? It won't be on a Sunday. So Saturday. Uh, yeah, it'll be Saturday December, night, right? whatever, that first weekend of December. Saturday night. It's not the Friday. Saturday afternoon usually starts at 4. That's right. So I'll be down there with you. And I'm going to get Chick-fil-A, and we're going to go. cheers a couple of nuggets, <laughs> and, and then I'm no, going to fly home. you get the nuggets. I'm getting a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, and then right after I eat it, I'm flying home. That'll be the end of it. It's probably be quicker than the ones in New York. Yeah. So, Lucky Whitehead, you got this is another I've, – I've come to this conclusion that I, I really want to learn about karma from you because you always talk <laughs> about this karma and, and how it works. So what did Lucky Whitehead do to deserve all of this? Because this guy, in, he has had the worst stretch out of, out of anybody in the NFL uh, where he gets his dog stolen and, and held for ransom is a big public thing. He gets falsely accused of a crime and then cut by the Cowboys because of it, then goes and gets signed by the worst team in the NFL and then gets hurt. <laughs> And has to have surgery and is going to be out almost two months. So, what did what did this guy do to deserve this? I have no idea. I'm not with him on a daily basis, so I, I can't speak to his karma or you know until I I see how he, he treats others. And he seems like a pretty upstanding young man. And it, it, it's it's just a sin and a shame that all this has befallen him uh, here of late. Uh, it's just just wrong. But he's gonna he's gonna get through it. This yeah. is the unlucky part. And there's gonna even if your name is lucky, there's gonna be, there, some unlucky things will occur. Okay. <laughs> this is bad, though, if you think about it. I mean, this he's, is just he's a cherry probably on saying, top. Damn. Yeah. Right. Like, whoa, what a, what a year to dog, my identity. Get cut. Now this. He's well, going to be a better man for it, Gio. Right. The getting cut is even worse, I think, than the, well, no, this injury is pretty bad, too, especially at this time when you're a guy who is going to get a lot of reps and could be a part of an offense that's got no weapons on it and be your number one kick or punt returner or whatever his role would end up being, and now he's not even going to be there. So poor lucky Whitehead. <laughs> Coming up next, Connor McGregor, gloves and relations. We'll discuss both of those things. Tiki and Tierney have Guns N' Roses tickets. Listen weekdays between 3 and 6 Eastern for your chance to win. Exclusively on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Inching closer to McGregor Mayweather tomorrow in studio, the head of Showtime Sports. Steven Espinoza will be joining us and some news between these two as there is going to be the allowance of lighter gloves for this fight they will wear eight ounce gloves rather than 10 ounce gloves this figures to be something that's good for conor mcgregor and those who believe that he has a shot this bolsters those thoughts in my opinion he has no shot None whatsoever. And the only thing that could be entertaining about this fight is he just comes out like gangbusters, throwing punches like crazy. Maybe he goes off the deep end and, like, kicks him by accident uh, because that's what he's used to. 
and uh, and then Floyd just ducks all of it and then knocks out Conor McGregor, which he doesn't tend to do to people, Floyd Mayweather, at least late in his career. That's the only way this thing can be entertaining, but what it's going to be is a snooze fest where Floyd does what he does best and uh, make sure Conor doesn't hit him, and then it ends up being a decision, and then we all go to bed angry. <laughs> so with this announcement that the gloves are going to be at 8 ounces instead of the customary 10, which they usually are at this weight class, uh, does this help build more fervor for the fight? You don't seem to think so. I don't either. While there are those that say, well, this is a feather uh, in the cap uh, of McGregor because he's used to the, the, the four ounce and now they're at eight ounces. I, I would think it'd be more an advantage for Floyd. We've always marveled at his speed and now he has lighter gloves to, to showcase that speed. Uh, so I, I think it's a, a push, if anything, but uh, I, th- th- this is not going to help build more uh, fervor and, and, and more excitement for the fight. And a lot of people are saying it is. I, I don't see how it does. Yeah, maybe some of the, the boxing and the MMA aficionados uh, could explain it a little better and tell us why it's going to provide that much of a bigger advantage. But, I mean, it's still double the size of what Conor McGregor is used to wearing. Um, mm-hmm. So, it to me, you're right about everything you said. I was listening to Tony Page, the uh, overnight guy in WFAN, the boxing guy over yes. there, and the guy called up about this fight. You know, He was talking about how he also thinks that it's going to end up being a, a decision which yeah, everybody thinks is the most likely outcome. But then he said, you know, what if you pay $100 and you know there is a knockout in the second round, you feel cheated, and I would not. If either one of these guys got knocked out in the second round, even though it was quick, that to me is the price... Uh, worth the price of admission or pay per view right. because yeah. I mean that right there is what you want to see. I would uh, don't give me the length, give me excitement. I don't yeah. need to have a longer, boring fight. I need some excitement in that ring. <laughs> Did that stop folks from tuning in when Mike Tyson was Iron Mike Tyson? No, no you way. Know the possibility of the fight not even lasting twenty seconds. I mean that that. Uh, was it Michael Speaks? How long did that last? Maybe 30 seconds at the most? Uh, right at the beginning of, of, of Mike's, Mike Tyson's uh, his reign? I mean, how long did that last? Yeah. And, and every fight after that, the most of them were pretty quick. So you would still show up. You'd still go to all the parties in Vegas. You knew the entertainment which brought you there uh, would not last long. So you made plans for other entertainment, whether you were attending in person or you were watching from afar. Yeah, absolutely. And it's especially with how polarizing both of these guys are and how disliked they are by so many people. A knockout of either one of them uh, would. And after what we got with Pacquiao, Mayweather, yes. (laughs) Don't bring that up again. I have a feeling this might be worse. I really do. I got a feeling. No way. Only thing I I think can happen, and you just – you alluded to it that the McGregor may you know go crazy and get too physical and and I think that's a possibility because especially if he's getting touched up, what do you revert to? What yeah. you innately know, and, right. and, and that's that's uh, MMA. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You see that a lot from guys when they're in trouble, they just uh, start doing things that they know they're not supposed to do, but they don't even care. And Conor McGregor seems like he's a guy that could do that. Well, that's in his DNA, though. And so I'm in this this ring. I'm in this this combative situation. What have I always been allowed to do? And I know there are different rules for this particular night. Right. But 
uh, you, fatigue sets in, and, and then survival sets in, and you revert to what you know. I think there's something in the contract that says if Connor does that, he's not going to get paid nearly as right. much. So I yeah. do think they've written something in there, so that'll probably stop him from going nuts. Connor! Steven <laughs> Espinoza, a guy who Conor McGregor yelled and screamed at and called a bunch of horrible names. Uh, he's going to be joining us in studio tomorrow. He's the head of Showtime Sports. We tried to butter him up when he joined <laughs> us via the phone. It's a lot easier to butter a guy up in person for sure. Um, Brian is very, very good at that. I am not so good at it. I'll I'll admit that. I'm, I am not good. Wait, buttering him up is that's... Uh... How about we, we we know how to make them comfortable? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll be able to do that during the interview. I'll make them comfortable. Right. But I, I am not a good kisser of ass. I'm just not. So you said I am. Um, hmm. No, I don't want to make this sound bad. You are very, very magnanimous. You are <laughs> a man who can turn on the charm. You can turn on the charm. And in situations like this, you can convince people to do things for you. Does <laughs> yeah. that sound better? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, that sounds much better than kissing ass. Yeah, so I, I, do think, I do think there's a chance that we walk out of this interview tomorrow with a couple of tickets. Well, I, I, I would put it this way. I, I, sometimes, you know, it depends on the moment and who we're discussing and, and how uh, interested I am. In, in attending something, let's just say, sometimes we're pre- I'm pretty good at convincing or persuading people to let let, let me tag along. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know you'll at least get an invite. I don't know if I'm going to be able to to pull it off, but you will be at this fight because of this interview I, tomorrow. I have. I don't know. I can't go because the fight's on 26th is Saturday. Yeah, and I have a CBS uh, a college football preview show that day. What time is that filming? Uh, I believe at 2.30. Mm, you got plenty of time. That's still plenty of time to get to Vegas, right? It is, yeah. Huh. That's cool. How long is the show? Is it an hour show? No, I think it's 30 minutes. <laughs> You're in there, man. What so are you talking about? So 2.30, done at 3. It's it's 1 o'clock in Vegas. Yeah. Probably you, make it. Yeah. You're right. Just without a, the, it. The, the jet setting that you do? Maybe, maybe we can get a... You know, Espinosa to, to have a private jet waiting for us. In, well, that's asking Wisconsin. a lot. That's asking no, a lot. That's asking a lot. I think that we'd have to pay our own airfare on that one. I do okay. have an Air Canada credit, yes, but I do. don't think that they go to Vegas. Sure they do. <laughs> not from the U.S. Not from, not from JFK, maybe. Not. Right. Oh, you need to check that out. Huh. Yeah. I, I didn't end up going to that bachelor party in Toronto, so now I have an Air Canada credit for a year that I will never use. I don't know. And you I missed mean, out on uh, on hanging out with Dwayne Casey. Yeah, I did. It just was the decision that had to be made at the time. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's well, you will have you will have to assist tomorrow, man. Oh yeah, you, know, no, you can't I just you, you you have to help. Uh, let's see, loosen him up as well. No, I will loose over the phone. But. I will. But you're going to do most of the work on that. I'll I'll help create the atmosphere <laughs> and I'll put a smile on and laugh at, at bad jokes, stuff like. I'll be good at that. But you really <laughs> oh, you, need you, to. You, you, you Is need it to Grant Hill? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you need to do most of the work, the heavy lifting. You just lifting. waking up, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which Brian will you get tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> Executive Brian. You're definitely going to get that. 
Yeah. Oh, he can't the, the business he's in with these these fighters. No way he's used to that. Yeah, goodbye. Espinosa, do you get Hispanic, Brian? Do you get because <laughs> there isn't Hispanic Brian because you married a Dominican, and you could speak some Spanish. What's up, Essay? Yeah, <laughs> you know we'll see. Hola, cómo está, <laughs> Señor Espinosa? Oh, <laughs> uh, Milton is in Atlanta on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Milton? Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. What's up? A short version, you know, I think this is really silly. This will not be the great Irishman hope. I mean, first of all, let me just start by saying I'm not a Floyd fan at all. I think he's ducked many great fighters. He fought a lot of fighters when they were 50 years old. So I'm not a fan. But this idea of Duke upsetting UNLV in 92, mainstream America, Floyd is going to embarrass this guy, absolutely destroy him. It's the greatest fighters of all time can't lay a paw on Floyd. How is a brawler going to touch him? And actually, I think Floyd doesn't take chances in fighting that in fights. That's why I don't like him. But I think Floyd's going to knock him out. I mean, mm. I predict a third round knockout. I think Floyd's going to come out winging. I think, and you know, Connor's never been hit that many times with that type of consistency. Yeah, he's brawling, but it's different. When you're getting hit that many times and you can't do anything to, about your opponent, you can't lay a glove on him. I think he's going to frustrate Connor, and just Connor's just going to—he won't have any defense for Floyd's speed. On top Milton. of that, he's hitting you. Just go ahead, anyway, Brian. Go, go ahead, Brian. But Milton, you, you just said that Floyd fought fighters when they were long in the tooth, but yet he was able to avoid some of the greatest fighters of all time. Which one is it? Can't no, say. it is. That is true. I mean, my, my point to you is I'm not just on Floyd's bandwagon. He beat great fighters when he was a, a smaller fighter, but I think he ducked Paul Williams. He ducked Sergio. He waited to Delahoy was 90. He waited to James <laughs> Mosley was 50. We could talk about Cotto. The list goes oh, on and on. Was, yeah. I, think he, I think he didn't do as many um, catch weight, but you can't deny to me but, but Behind Whitaker, he's the greatest defensive fighter I've ever seen. Yeah, Milton, I agree with you on a lot of that. I mean, you can be both, Brian. I, I do think you can be one of the greatest and also have that knock on your record where you were very calculated about when you fought certain guys, and it's worked for him because the guy's never mm-hmm. lost. So, I mean, this is what uh, has has made him into the the champion he is, but it's part of the story. Uh, and I'm with him on the way the fight's going to go. I mean, I, I, if there's any chance of a knockout, it'll be from Mayweather. Uh, but this, it's going to be calculated. It's going to be surgical. And we're not going to come out of this thing happy campers, I don't think. All right. Coming up next, angry Nick Saban. One of our favorite things. Already? Yes, already. A minute-long rant about God knows what. We're coming right back. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.